everyone, welcome back to another episode of Explain It Slowly. Cool. I don't know, I made a little jingle there. Um, I want to talk to you about uh, the rumble feature in video games, also known as the vibration feature in mobile phones, uh, because I think it's like a cool little uh, quirk of, of engineering that we all kind of got used to. Yeah. Um, this all started, I think, uh, with the Nintendo 64. It had an additional uh, accessory you can put into the controller called the Rumble Pack. Uh-huh. And the Rumble Pack was transformative because all of a sudden, the game could tell you, not via vision and not via sound, that something was happening. Uh-huh. Namely, something might be happening behind you. Or something might be happening uh, as you suddenly walk over a, a secret um, and you, uh, may not otherwise know of that secret. Um, for me, I, like, first learned of this with, uh, Ocarina of Time, which is a Nintendo 64 Zelda game. Um, and in the game, if you had the Rumble Pack on your controller, it was kind of useless up until the point where you found the dreaded Stone of Agony. And the Stone of <laughs> Agony was an in-game item that looked exactly like the Rumble Pack, but it was like Maybe a Maybe you don't want to find it based on the name. <laughs> well, I call it the Dreaded because nowadays it's like, well, this thing is pointless. Uh, but back then, that was like what enabled the Rumble Pack. And what the Stone of Agony would do uh, is it would enable Link to feel a vibration ever, like, any time uh, he moved over, like, a hidden grotto... Or a tree that had a gold sculptula in it. Um, all sorts of different scenarios. So uh, it was a useful in-game item to kind of complete the game as a whole. Um, but like that was the start of all sorts of things. So the Rumble Pack was a very simple device. It was a motor with uh, a half dome weight on the edge of it. So as the motor turned the weight, the motor would shake back and forth. And the motor was attached to the the rumble pack, and therefore the rumble pack would shake back and forth. And the rumble pack was connected to the controller, and therefore that would shake back and forth very, very fast, and therefore it would kind of like buzz or vibrate. Does that make sense? No. <laughs> um, so think of it this way. Uh, you know if you have... Um, okay, we have a cat toy, and it's a stick with a rope, and sometimes we put something at the end of that rope. So when we shake it, and when we turn it in a circle, the stick will wobble back and forth, right? Yeah. It will shake. Um, so think of our arm that's turning it in a circle being the motor and the thing that's at the edge of the rope being something heavy. So all of a sudden, that's going to move more and more the heavier that thing is, right? The thing's moving? Or the weight is moving or the, the motor stick. is moving? The stick. So there's a little stick in there that's vibrating back and forth? Well, that's what the motor is. The motor is turning a stick, uh, which turns in a circle very precisely. Uh-huh. And at the edge of that stick, there's a weight. But uh-huh. the weight is off-center. If the weight was centered, it's not going to do anything. But if yeah. the weight is off-center, then it's going to shift down, left, up, right. Uh, down, okay, left, okay. up, right. Down, left, up, right. And it's going to go back and forth really, really quickly. And the faster it goes, the more it vibrates. Uh-huh. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, so that's essentially what a rumble was. And that thing was very large in the Nintendo 64. Um, and we've since made them smaller and smaller. So like PlayStation put one in each handle because there's nothing else in the handle of the, the game controller. Um, so that allowed that to vibrate. Um, cell phones made much smaller ones. And that's what would make your cell phone like buzz when you got a text message. Mm-hmm. It was a little tiny motor with a little tiny off center weight. And that would vibrate back and forth. Mm. Um, so, like, that is the basic technology. However, that technology has evolved, and that's kind of what I think is the coolest part of this. 
Um, and uh, this has turned into something called a linear actuator. Uh, and this is very similar, in fact, to what a speaker does. So imagine having two magnets on either side and then a magnet on the middle, okay? This magnet on the middle is on a rail, so it can go back and forth like this, okay? Mm -hmm. But it's going to go towards the right when you activate the right magnet, the right electromagnet. It's going to go towards the left when you activate the left electromagnet, so it's going to bounce. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, and this bouncing will make a vibration effect if you do it fast enough. If you do it right, left, right, left, right, left, yeah. right, left. Um, and this is essentially what a speaker is for all intents and purposes. A speaker is a like a cone or a film that's vibrating back and forth and it will move air. But that's a very lightweight membrane that's moving back and forth. In the case of a linear actuator, you have a weight, something heavy that's going back and forth and that will kind of vibrate the phone accordingly. However, you can adjust this very precisely and get very specific effects. Um, namely, you can have like a um, where if you were to tap a button, it can go as you like press on it. And that can give you the feeling that you're interacting with a physical button. Oh, that haptic exactly mm -hmm. thingy on the phone that they used to have. Yes. Yeah, so where this... you push and hold and then it, it vibrates so you know, right? Yes, yeah, so this is called haptic feedback. And it's separate from the 3D touch that used to exist on oh, iPhones. Okay. Uh, but haptic feedback will basically buzz whenever you tap on something. But you can get very creative with the buzzing and have a specific um, uh, pattern that you're having, like dung dung, or dung dung dung, or dung dung dung, or dung as you're like dragging something. Yeah. Like you felt all of those yeah, before, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and you can almost hear them, right? Yeah. Um, and that's because they are based on sound, just very very low frequencies of sound that our ears don't necessarily pick up, but our fingers do. So as the weight goes back and forth, very, left very fast. and right, it produces a sound. Yes, exactly. So the frequency of the sound, so like we talk about sound as like, oh, this is happening at 20,000 hertz or 10,000 hertz. This might be only a few hundred hertz. So it's a very, very low frequency. Uh -huh. So your ears won't ever pick it up, but your fingers will absolutely. It's a, it's like a bump. Uh -huh. Does that make sense? So if you do a bump and then a harder bump, like a, a bump versus uh, one back and forth and then a much faster back and forth, basically, yeah. uh, you're going to feel that as two different kinds of bumps. Um, so that's what haptic feedback is, and this is uh, made possible by linear actuators. I think that's what they're called. Um, <laughs> I will look it up afterwards. Um, but uh, yeah, I think this is really, really cool technology because it allows you to feel what's happening on an otherwise flat, like, slate device. Um, and... The only reason this works is because you're interacting with something that's fairly small, so it feels like the whole device is moving, and you're only touching your device at one place, so you only feel it on that on your finger. So the illusion is complete. Uh, Nintendo did something very similar with their um, Joy-Con controllers. They put one of those in the controller, so that way, um, I forget what that game was called, Let's Play or something. Uh, you can like feel how many balls are in the controller. As you, like, move it back and forth, you can feel the balls rolling. And that's because they're making, like, a uh, sound as they're, like, going inside this hypothetical wooden box. But that's a sound, and the sound is just going to this very specialized speaker, quote-unquote, called a linear actuator. 
uh, and that will make it sound like or feel like a ball is traveling. And you, if you simulate multiple balls, you can almost intuitively tell, hey, there's four balls in here. As you mess around with them, the balls uh, separate from each other and bonk into each other and all that. And you can feel all that Does surprisingly that mean there's, well. To simulate, like, let's say four balls, does that mean there's four weights in there? That then goes back and forth. No, that there's that one. Distance. There's that one little vibrating thingy, but in software, there's four ball objects that it's simulating. It says, "Oh, this one's accelerating at this speed. This one bumps into this one. Yeah. It makes the sound, and that sound gets piped to this thing, and it will vibrate at that frequency." Uh huh. So, uh, if you vibrate this thing fast enough, you can start hearing it. Because it will enter into the frequencies that our ears can like hear, um, but like one one thing that this reminds me of is elephants. Elephants communicate via sound waves as they like trample on the ground, a very hard surface, the desert, um, and or not the desert, but the the like ground of the Sahara area, um, whatever that's called. I'm not a zoologist, uh, but <laughs> but the, the elephants will uh, feel other troops of elephants moving around and they'll feel it through their feet and that information is piped to their brains as sound and that's how they intuit it it's a sound that other elephants are making a very very far far place away but they'll feel it through the vibrations that are going through the ground which are sound waves i mean um a lot of deaf people learn that as well. People that can't, you know, since they are not able to hear, they learn to feel vibrations mm-hmm. and things. So you can put your hands yeah. to someone's throat or someone's yeah. cheek and it, feel it. Yeah, if you're trying to teach them how to speak. Or if, or if they're listening to music, they can feel the vibration of the music, mm-hmm. of the sound coming through through their hands by touching things. So Yeah. Yeah. And if you think about it, our ears are basically, like, it's the same type of... Uh, process of feeling it just feels via these little hairs that vibrate Mm -hmm. and the the length of the hair will vibrate or will vibrate a specific frequency of sound so like your ears are very specialized touch devices in a way um and they will like feel based on the hair vibrating um whereas your finger will feel by touching something um so our our hands are low frequency hearing devices and our ears are higher frequency hearing devices that work via the air Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I thought that the whole like the the whole system is kind of cool that we have these little devices inside of our phones and inside of our games, and it allows us to f- have yet another sense that's part of it. Um, and VR games take this to like a whole another level where you can have like gloves that will put these on each of your fingertips. So then, as you grab a fake thing, you feel like you're touching that fake thing. Mm. Does that make sense? Um, because it's gonna like vibrate a little um and there's a, a one step up of this technology and this is using nothing moving but an electrode or a whole bunch of electrodes so basically you have a a grid of little tiny electrically emitting like pieces and as you touch it can go ahead and vibrate the electrons and just the right way where your nerves and your fingers will be stimulated as if you're touching different surfaces. So imagine you're touching cloth or you're touching a rough table or you're touching a blanket. Like all of those things feel different. You're touching this mesh chair. Um, and those things feel different because your nerves are being fired in a specific pattern that's very complex. But if you have a very small and 
like detailed surface of electrodes that can just like buzz a little bit of electricity in just the right way and in just the right pattern you can feel actually anything so people have done these demos where they put a specific film on top of a iphone screen for instance uh, and they had different squares they had a square of grass they have a square of sand they have a square of um like felt and they have a square of cotton and as you touch the different squares it feels like those different things are those squares actual textures or they're just it's an image it's an image yeah it's an image but along with that image there's a separate quote-unquote image um of electrical information of like what it's going to buzz when you touch it and as you touch it it's going to buzz in just the right way where it's going to trick your brain into thinking oh this is sand this is cotton this is felt um, and it's able to do that uh, without any moving parts. So it's not like you're pressing into a button. Like, that's not going to do it for you. But you will be able to sense, oh, the edge of the button is right here. Does that make sense? Like, as you feel around. Um, and I think that would be really cool combined with things like the 3D Touch that Apple got rid of. Uh, where if you press on the screen, the whole screen kind of, like, feels the pressure that you're putting onto it. Um, and their trackpads do this. This is why you can press on any part of the trackpad. The trackpad doesn't move. If you have their wireless trackpad and it's dead, no batteries, and you press on it, it doesn't click. But if you turn it on, suddenly it clicks and your brain is like totally tricked into thinking that like you're pressing on something when mm -hmm. you're not pressing on anything. Yeah, I, I felt that before. Uh, and it's like really weird when the battery is like, this thing is totally broken. Like what happened to it? <laughs> it's totally like um, a, a brain confusion uh, moment so uh yeah really cool set of technology thought i'd share a plus sounds cool how do we get those uh you buy a phone a modern phone it has that the the, the little square thingy to oh uh that we have to wait for future technology to to come uh the technology exists i can't imagine so that's it's just cheap. a theory no it's not it's a theory. not real it, it exists Oh. Um, it's, it's like done in certain very specific applications. Like I think the VR gloves, they have that. Oh, okay. Um, so you can imagine in the future, there's going to be a full VR suit that has that all over the place. And then you just feel like whatever you're entering into. So, yeah. Interesting. Cool. Thanks everyone. Bye.